Hello, amazing, beautiful ladies. You are listening to the Igbo Women's Initiative podcast with Ugochi Onyewu. I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome to the Igbo Initiative podcast, where we celebrate all things Igbo. We speak to amazing women in different walks of life who are either Igbo or who are friends of Igbo culture. I just finished an incredible chat with Chinelo Chidozie, who is the co-founder of Bolden USA. Chinelo and I went to business school together a number of years ago, but we only recently reconnected through a mutual friend. Chinelo and her sister-in-law Ndidi founded the company Bolden to embolden black women to confidently embrace their natural beauty. Through expertly crafted, responsibly sourced and tailor-made beauty experiences, the company promises to deliver on their promise to make beauty products that really work well for women of colour. Bolden products are now available in 200 select Target stores across the country and online at Amazon. I picked up so many nuggets from this interview. Chinelo talks about the importance of integrity and really understanding who your customer is. She tells me that her fear of regret is greater than her fear of failure, which provides the incentive to try new things. We determine what success looks like and how it needs to be defined for each individual. Quitting is not an option for Chinelo, but rather figuring out why something is not working and going through the process to fix it. Hi, Chinelo. It's nice to talk to you this evening. How are you? Hello, I am doing really well. Uh, it's a pleasure too. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so funny. It's a small world because we actually uh, were at business school together all those years ago. So it's nice to reconnect. Thank you for joining. We were um, <laughs> Smith days were so much fun, but it seems like a lifetime ago, though. Yes, and so much has happened in your life. I'm really excited to <laughs> to dive in and talk about that. You know, post business school. So maybe we can just start off by you just as usual. I always start this way just telling us a little bit about yourself you know where were you born where did you grow up what part of Igbo land are you from tell us what it was like growing up in an Igbo household just tell us as much about you as you can so we can get to know you a little better <laughs> I think that's wonderful so I'm Chinalo Helen Chidozie the Helen uh, my middle name is uh, named for my mom so I am the fifth of six children. So I have a pretty big um, family, three boys and three girls. And I was the youngest for a little bit until my younger brother <laughs> came along and took that away. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my family is pretty traditional in the sense that my dad, my dad's an engineer and uh, he worked for the power authority and uh, that meant that we moved around the country quite a bit in my in my really earlier years mm. and my mom my mom is a teacher and I think that's pretty typical of a lot of Igbo moms that I know <laughs> they have a career but a career that's super supportive yes. and also allows them the flexibility to be with their kids mm -hmm. and I didn't know I'm um, you know we take that for granted, but I think that, you know, that flexibility was super important, especially when you're raising 
you know, six children. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm a mom, I, I know how valuable that was mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sort of, you know, the personal sacrifices mm-hmm. that our parents, you know, what they gave up yeah. uh, for yeah. us to be who we are today. So in the sense, when I say traditional, so my, my dad was definitely a very strong figure growing up. He was the head of household and my mom a very strong personality, but mm. she definitely had uh, more of a supporting role. And even think, having said that, my, my parents were very progressive. My dad was progressive mm. in that you could be whatever you wanted to be. And, mm. you know, the career that I ended up pursuing was really all of my making. And mm-hmm. my dad's an engineer. He wanted, he wanted me to be an engineer. Mm. My mom wanted me to be a doctor. I was a really good student growing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> they had, they were hoping this would be mm. the doctor mm. <laughs> in the yeah. house. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I ended up studying um, insurance at the University of Vegas. And it's a, it's a whole different story how mm. I came about that. Mm. But, you know, ultimately it was my choice and they let me. So, mm. but, you know, growing up, growing up, we spent a lot of time around the holidays going to the village Mm -hmm. and so my family is big my mom's family is even bigger Uh, my dad's family it's pretty big so my cousins were like my first best friends so going home for Christmas around Mm -hmm. the holidays we you know we always longed for that and we have such good memories Mm -hmm. staying up late Mm -hmm. the stories Mm -hmm. and you know those memories serve me till today Um, I look forward to when I can take my boys home Mm -hmm. just so we can recreate a little bit of that Mm because I think those were uh, really formative I think Think it yes. also informed the person that I am today, and you know those relationships guide me till today. Mm-hmm. And where where is your village? So my um, we're from Ojoso in Idemili, mm-hmm. that's in a number of states. Yes, my husband, who I married out here in the U.S., is actually from Amorbia, which is not so far away. Mm. So I flew all this way to the <laughs> U.S. only to marry a guy. <laughs> who was like maybe 10 miles from my village. <laughs> so my parents are pretty proud. They yes, <laughs> I'm sure. Were there any events from your childhood besides Christmas that really stood out to you? Christmas was a big one for me, and that would be my response. But I'm just curious as to whether there were other Igbo events that really stood out from your childhood or even recent times, like a traditional mm-hmm. wedding or anything like that. So traditional weddings, funny enough, are more interesting to go to than to participate in. (laughs) I get a test. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) So I remember like, like going to like, uh, traditional weddings it's this, you know all of the ceremony of it the outfits and the celebration you know, the storytelling that was very exciting mm. uh, but I remember my traditional wedding and I was so bored waiting for all of that festivities <laughs> going on you know downstairs mm. outside yes. and I was at the party to it I was I just know. in the room you know just staying with my sisters and my friends and like what is taking so long can we you know now that you mentioned traditional wedding I think a lot of the ceremony of our customs are mm. very interesting and my my 11 year old is so curious and full of questions when we watch those old videos yeah. um yeah it's very colorful the yes. customs and you know just explaining 
so mom, why are you doing this? And what's the significance of this dance? And why are you coming out that way? I think we have a very rich culture. And not to date myself, now that you're talking about your traditional wedding, mine is on, <laughs> still on, you know, the old VHS. I'm like, I need to go dig that up. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and convert it to yeah. DVD so my kids can watch it. But you're, that's funny. Yeah. You're going to have to digitize it. <laughs> yes, um, absolutely. Absolutely. So you talked about flying all the way and meeting your husband who's from 10 miles away. You flew to the U.S. Talk us through your journey to where you are today because you've, you've had quite an interesting ride and I'd love to hear about it. Okay, so born and raised in Nigeria. I was actually born in Ibadan huh. in the West and uh, my dad worked for the power authority mm. in Nigeria and that required us to move around quite a bit. So, you know, we lived in Ibadan for a little bit and then we moved to Calabar and then we settled in Lagos. So mm. a lot of the bulk of my childhood is really mm. in Lagos. I went to primary school in Lagos and then my parents sent my sister and I to high school mm. in the East because okay. they really wanted us to... They really wanted us to embrace the Igbo culture. Mm. And I think it was something that was happening amongst some of the friends. Yes. That we would, yes. you know, people were sending their kids yes. to school in the yeah. East. Uh, you'd have friends that were shared the same culture. Mm. And that's actually where I met my my business partner the first time mm. in boarding school. Mm. So, you know, it, it comes around later on. And I'll save that for when I get to yes. the, the part about my business venture. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, and I'm so glad that they did that. That really helped me embrace the culture. Mm -hmm. Very familiar with the language. Mm -hmm. I love the language. It's such a rich language. And I, I like the ability that I can also think in Igbo and yes. think in English. Yes. Like I get all of the yes. proverbs. Yes. Uh, yes. So it's not just a, on the surface you know, knowing the language, but I really understand the nuances in the in the language and the different dialects. Mm -hmm. So I'm very appreciative that my parents did that. Yeah. For college, I went to the University of Lagos. After college, I worked for a little bit in Lagos. Mm -hmm. I worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers, oh, okay. uh, the accounting firm, yeah. before I came to the U.S. for my master's. Mm. And then I stayed on, met my husband, got married, two kids later, and <laughs> a switch of careers. Yes. I always, you know, <laughs> going to school, I remember, like I mentioned before, my dad wanted me to be an engineer because mm. he's an engineer. And uh, my mom uh, would have loved for me to be a doctor, <laughs> just so she could be, you know, the mom of a but I was all about the money. I really enjoyed finance. I was mm. good at math. Mm. Um, I loved chemistry. So we could have mm. gone either way. Yeah. But I wanted to, I really wanted to pursue a career in finance. Mm. Yeah. So, and that's really what happened. So uh, I met you in business school in my second year <laughs> yes. at Smith. Yes. I went on to work for in corporate finance for air products. I did that for two years. And then I went mm -hmm. to work for Janet and Poor's where I did, uh, I was a bond analyst mm. and I was mm. rating think fixed income securities. And mm. that was really very, uh, very interesting. Yes. And I did that for about five years and I mm. moved to another bank. 
I was on holiday with my sister-in-law, who I mentioned earlier that mm. the first time I met was in boarding school mm-hmm. several years before. Mm. She ended up marrying my husband's brother. Ah. And they're such good friends that we end up taking a lot of vacations huh. um, together. Yeah. yeah. So we, we're both very similar. Mm. Um, she also, she has an MBA mm-hmm. from the Sloan School of um, business, Mm -hmm. MIT. So we had so much in common that we will talk about issues. And I think one area where we thought there was definitely an opportunity and a gap in the market, you know, we would discuss beauty products Mm. and how we were having to manage a lot of products and how there was so much trial and error to find products that really worked Mm -hmm. and how that, you know, just having representation people that looked like us Mm. in the campaigns and the messaging, uh, it almost seemed like it was an afterthought and there was so much tokenism going on. Mm -hmm. And and we thought, you know, the beauty business isn't rocket science. It's really crowded, but it's Mm. not rocket science. Mm. We thought that if there was a brand out there that focused on making products that worked for you know, women that looked like us. Yes. So taking out a lot of the guesswork out of yes. product search, mm. that that would resonate. Mm. And what really, you know, closed the deal for us was we were walking around Key West in Florida, really lovely weather, but it was really sunny. Mm. And we thought, oh, you know, we probably should get sunscreen to wear because we're spending a lot of time in the, mm. in the sun. Mm. And we, you know, we walked into a CVS, bought mm. two tubes, and both of them were, you know, unwalkable. They yes. left a white yes. cast. Yes. And the other one left yes. us looking so, somewhat purple. Yes. And it just dawned on me that whoever formulated this product yeah. Either one did not have me in mind, mm. two did not test on anybody that looked like me. Mm. So that just confirmed sort of what we were thinking. And then we were raising kids and you would think maybe stability would be better. And, you know, but I wanted, I wanted the freedom and the independence. Yes. yes. Sort of like yes. what my mom had. Yes. You know, when she was a teacher and, you know, had the summers off Mm. and hours weren't very long. Mm. I wanted that ability to make my own time, Mm. you know. So if I had to wake up really early to get stuff done, Mm. I would. But be there for my kids, take off lunch if I have to go to a meeting. Mm. But the flexibility to be around for my children during this critical formative years yeah. was something that I valued. Yeah. And then doing something that I loved, something yeah. that I loved, you yeah. know. So all of a sudden, you know, getting up in the morning is not a chore. <laughs> you know, I don't need an I don't need an alarm to wake mm, up. Wow. You know, yeah. just, just little things yeah. little things like that, you yeah. know. Seeing seeing a concept from when it's an idea on paper mm. to holding a physical product. Yeah. That yeah. is so fulfilling. Wow. And then and then when you get customer feedback, like, you know, I use this product and it really worked. Mm. It does what it says mm. it will do. Mm. That has been like so rewarding that, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. That's amazing. So so tell the audience who I'm sure at this point their ears have perked up and they're like, wow, what is it that Chinelo actually makes? What does she produce? <laughs> tell the audience about the product, the company. How did you think about the name? Talk to us about Bolden. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, I just realized that I probably skipped uh, through a lot of stuff. No, that's fine. <laughs> totally fine. That's about good. It. No, it's fine. So um, I am one half of Bolden and the the name Bolden comes from the word embolden because we just mm. wanted women to embrace their beauty. It's mm. just emboldened you to, you know, live your live out your best life. It's really the brainchild of myself and my sister-in-law, Didi. We wanted to make beauty products that worked really well for women of color. Mm. And that's what we set about doing. Mm. Uh, so every product we make is well thought out, serves a purpose and will work uh, really well hmm. for women of color. Hmm. So we think we think there is um, definitely an opportunity in the marketplace. Gives women of color a seat at the table when we're talking in time in terms of product formulation. Hmm. So when you use our SPF 30 moisturizer, hmm. you know, love your skin. It'll work beautifully for you and. We know this because we are our customers. So it's every beauty issue mm. that we felt um, was ignored in the marketplace. Mm. We're making formulations, mm. formulations mm. for it. Yeah. Mm. So it's been very exciting um, mm. for us. You know, we want to be your go-to beauty brand. So wherever there are women of color, we want Bolden to be there meeting wow. your beauty needs. Wow. No, it's a tall order, but we're, <laughs> we're serving there. it one customer at a time. Yes, yes. And so Bolden, what products do you have? Is it skincare? So we, it is, it is skincare. Okay. Um, so we have, we have a line of shea oils that we launched with. So think shea butter. Mm. but much easier to use. Mm. So we wanted to wanted to make shea butter more accessible. Mm. So it's not as heavy. It mm. doesn't smell. Mm. It's not, a, you know, shea butter, if you love shea butter, you love shea butter. But yes. so, sometimes it's like an acquired taste. Yes. You don't, you don't start out loving yes. it, but we wanted a product that you would love from day one. Mm. So it's mm. really, you know, you, you know, quality is consistent. Mm. It smells really good mm. and mm. it's easy. So it's, you know, it's all of the benefits of shea butter and an easy to use oil, we like to say. And then mm. we, we, we set up, we set out to tackle the number one beauty concern of black women. It's um, hyperpigmentation, mm. also known as dark spots yes, yes so you know after you've when you have a breakout or a pimple and mm. it heals mm. it leaves that annoying mm. dark mark that mm. you know you keep trying to um get rid of mm -hmm. uh, so we have you know, a really simple process that mm. works all the time wow. so it's, it's an ease so we're simplifying you know, beauty routines and giving you clinical formulations that work. So, you know, so for people in the audience who are listening to this and hearing the passion in your voice, wondering what is life like as an entrepreneur? What would you say it's like? And what would you give? What, what are some of the tips you'd give? Because I'm sure there are people out there who are thinking about starting something. What advice would you give them? You know, this has actually been the most interesting journey that I have. It's very unpredictable. You never know. You know, there really isn't a a typical day because you don't know what's coming yes. coming your way. I think the biggest advice that I have gotten and has served me really well is not to let perfect be the enemy of good. Mm. So. Yeah. 
don't spend so much time, you know, planning and looking at different iterations on paper. Mm. Get to the doing. You mm. have to have something that mm. you can rework. And, you know, the, the market's very forgiving. So don't mm. think that it has to be perfect the yes. first time around. Mm. But there is a huge benefit to starting having something tangible mm. that gives you motivation to keep going. Mm. So that's, that's the first thing. The start is very important. Mm. So if there's something you've been thinking about and you've been wanting to do, you know, you've written business plans, you've spoken to 10 people about it. Mm. I need you to start, mm. you know, you can start small Mm. and then build on it. Mm. But the start is very important. How do you market and what strategies have been most successful for you? You know, marketing is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So <laughs> I, remember, I, I, I remember in business school, having grown up in Nigeria and coming to business school here, I think the first marketing case that we had was um, around a single malt beverage. So one of like a Johnny Walker's yeah. was trying to update um, its marketing to appeal to younger consumers. Mm-hmm. And coming from Nigeria, where typically women don't drink, yes. so, or even if you, even yeah. if you, <laughs> if you drank, it's, it's not it's Johnny like Walker. Maybe an, <laughs> egg, it's not, definitely not Johnny Walker. <laughs> maybe it's like a, a malt drink. Yes. <laughs> or maybe I wine. think when I left, they had just introduced, yes, yeah, some alcohol pops. Yeah. So like the, the sweet tasting alcohol or a glass of wine. Yeah. And then here I am coming up with a marketing strategy for a single malt beverage. And the malt they're talking about is not the malt I was used to in Nigeria. Nigeria. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so having to learn all of that and come up with something that made sense. Mm. Let's just say, like I was proposing, oh, why don't you, why don't we make it sweet? Like, how are you going to put soda and, you know, like, but I think that what that taught, taught me was context is very important Mm. you have to know who your customer is Mm. so Mm. just by the mere fact that we are our customer has helped tremendously so if you think of how Mm. you get your best recommendations and who you listen to Mm. you know we have just deployed that and I think our biggest marketers are actually our customers so it's the people that have tried our products that are our best marketers Mm. that they refer new people Mm. to us Uh, the other thing uh, that has been tremendously helpful is social media Mm. you know what social media has done is it has changed who the gatekeepers are so in the in the past in order for me to reach you I had to go through several Mm -hmm. you know official channels Mm. um, because they had they were the ones who you know where you're getting your news from or where are the magazines that was telling you what was happening. But all of that has changed. Social media has made it a democracy. So it's now a question of how hard can I hustle to get your attention, but I don't necessarily have to go through any one particular 
channel. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of YouTubers who have discovered our products have done a tremendous work by just sharing their experience. Mm. Product discovery, the the path to product discovery is very different now. Mm. That's um, interesting. So marketing, marketing is a whole different animal. The channels are changing. The landscape is changing. Mm. You know, traditional media still plays a big role. Mm. But, you know... You know, a lot of people get their information from Facebook today. Yeah, that's true. So between Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, that gives you a tremendous opportunity to reach people and mm. communicate. This is a this is a very interesting time mm. to be selling to consumers just because there are very many ways to reach them. Yeah. So no, that you, you raise a good point. And you know, as you're talking, I'm so curious. I mean, I know that we kind of touched on it in the beginning when you talk, or a little bit earlier when you said, just start, right? The enemy of good is trying to be perfect or something like that you alluded to. <laughs> yep. But I'm still curious though, because there still came to that point where you're like, I'm just going to do it. What gave you the strength to just take that leap and just go for it? All right, so I'm going to be very honest. Okay. It helps if you have a supportive partner. Yeah. So the fact that I still knew that regardless, my rent was going to be paid yeah. and I would have, mm -hmm. you know, food on the table. Mm -hmm. All I was really giving up was the opportunity cost of following my existing career path. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you know, you have to follow your passion. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was more afraid of regret than yeah. failing. Yes. So yes. I thought, you know, if I did this and try, at least I tried. Mm. If I did this and fail, at least yeah. I tried. Versus, you know, five years later being dissatisfied and mm. thinking, oh, only if I had mm. pursued that. Mm. Or seeing someone else doing something, I thought, oh, you know what? I thought this was a good idea. You know, if only I had pursued yeah, it. Right. That's a great point. Do you ever think you've talked about, and it sounds amazing and wonderful, the fact that you you look forward to waking up every morning is just, just that alone is the best benefit Fit, right but do you ever think I'm sure there are hard days so do you ever think about quitting and if so you know if that's the case doesn't sound like it is but if it is what do you tell yourself to keep going so I don't necessarily think quitting is an option um okay, okay. instead of quitting I I think maybe what I would think is I would pivot so if something wasn't working I would you know I would say why wasn't this working just because I am following my passion. So this doesn't feel like work, but there may be, you know, different metrics that I might be looking at. Okay. Mm. You know, I'm doing all of this work and it's not as, you know, it's not paying. Mm. What should, what am I doing wrong? Right. And so quitting really isn't what I would say, mm. you know, I would say, how can I do what I'm doing better? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a great answer. Actually. It, 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 I think what you're saying is it, it really alludes to what is your why, right? So why are you doing it? If it's exactly. your passion, then yeah, there are things you can do better to your point. But yeah, you're right. That, mm -hmm. makes, that makes perfect sense. Is there anything that makes you nervous in this, in this role? You know what really helps me is knowing that I set the pace, that okay. I'm not on anybody's timetable. Mm. So I'm, you know, so it's not, I'm not competing against like, you know, the, it isn't a race to see, you know, how we can get to this X dollars of sales. We're going at our own pace and we know what our goals are. Like if that. we're making a difference yeah. to the customers that we're selling, mm. you know, 
something that comes to mind. So about two years ago, we we got this phenomenal publicity around our brightening moisturizer SPF 30. Mm. We got so much publicity mm. and then we were going to launch in about a month. Mm. And right before we, we we were about to launch, our products did not meet, meet the benchmarks that we had set. Mm. So we had all of this momentum going in and we had to make the hard choice to to reformulate. That is the hardest thing. Like you have people who are willing and waiting to give you their money for a product. Mm. And it's not like if we had released the product, it's not like you'd be able to tell that it's it's not doing, mm-hmm. you know, what we said mm. it would do initially. Yes. But for our integrity and know we know who we're serving. We couldn't do that. So we had to do, you know, we sent out an email to our long waiting list telling them, unfortunately, this product that you've been waiting for, we're not going to be able to do that. And that was by far the hardest thing we had had to do mm. until then. But, you know, now that I look at it, it was it's just like a little blip. Mm. It's, it, was yeah. a, it, it seemed like a really big deal then. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. so happy that we stood for, you know, we didn't take the easy way out. You know, we, we made the difficult choice. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we, we did the ethical thing Mm -hmm. and that's the, that's the type of brand that we are. And so it's not, it's not really, you know, you, it's, we determine what success looks like mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. us. Nobody mm-hmm. else, nobody else just decides that. So yeah, love you that. know, yeah. so that takes away a lot of the pressure because yes. yes. we're setting the metrics. Yes, yes, I love that. It's about you and your why, and nobody else's, right? So that's great. Yes, yeah, I love exactly. that. I love that. Do you struggle finding balance? It sounds like you have it pretty well figured out. <laughs> balance. What is that? I what know it doesn't that? exist. Yeah, you can make it up. Balance is whatever it means to you, right? So. Yeah, I just find a way to, you know, make it all happen. You know, multitasking. The thing that keeps me going is I always want to think in 10 years, if I look back, I don't want to sort of regret how I did anything. Mm. So I try to be present Mm. for my kids, Mm. just knowing that, you know, this is a phase. Mm. Now that they want me, they're not always going to want me. Yes, yes, yes. Now that they're giving away free hugs, Mm. I am here for it all day. You know, I will take a minute to answer Mm. your question, Mm. no matter how busy I am. Uh, just mm. knowing that in a couple of years, mm. I am going to be asking, mm. can you guys please call me? Yes. So, yes. so, <laughs> so true. So, so sort true. of living, so sort of living mm. in the now yes. um, and prioritizing, prioritizing. I know that I'm running a business and I'm very excited about it, mm. but, you know, I still prioritize mm. my children, mm. being a wife, mm. uh, I, I find time for self-care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah mm. and I think once you do this once you are fulfilled in your in your personal life I think it actually affects all the aspects of your life yes. and your 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 performance and other aspects of your life yeah. is much better absolutely um, absolutely that's so, so I, true I try not I try not to burn the candle yeah. you know at both ends yeah um, yeah, yeah. No, but it's tough, but I, you know, I'm doing what I love, mm. so I can't really complain. 
So, uh, you know, I'd love to talk to you about what's next for Bolden. But before that, I know you recently traveled to Singapore and South Korea. <laughs> You're quite the wanderlust. So talk to us a little bit about that. What was that like? I want to live vicariously oh. through you. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We actually, like, as a family, we do quite a bit of traveling. Oh, that's great. So Singapore, Singapore was for family and Seoul was for business. Mm -hmm. So my oldest son, my oldest son is a bit of a geography buff. So he's mm. really into places, locations, history. Mm. And he was talking about the microstates. And Singapore is the largest of the microstates. So, so think of Vatican City oh. or Monaco yes. or even Bahrain. Mm -hmm. But Singapore is like the biggest one. Hmm. So for spring break, we were looking at, you know, what the weather was like and things to do. And we had just seen... Crazy Rich Yeah, Crazy Rich <laughs> Yeah, crazy rich. So I just seen it. I'm like, yes. oh, wouldn't it be fun? So for spring break, that's what we did. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, having gone, that movie was just like a highlight reel for yeah. Singapore. Yeah. It's it's really beautiful. It's really clean. Yeah. The food is great, and it was a good experience. Yeah. Okay. So if you've seen that movie, it sort of highlights. It kind of reminds reminds me of Avatar. So they have yes. it's a garden uh -huh. um, that lights up at night. Uh -huh. Yeah, with, oh. and it's really colorful. Yeah, and it's really green. So if you love plants, you're gonna love Singapore. Okay. I, I'm a plant mom. Okay. I have I have over forty plants in my house. Wow. So okay. um, I enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed Singapore. Okay. And then Seoul. Seoul. I went for work. We were sourcing. We're really big on customer experience mm -hmm. um, as a brand. Mm. So we're sourcing packaging and the mm. Koreans really do an awesome job of mm. with packaging, mm. just the functionality, the use of color. Mm. So that was good. Mm. Um, there was a fair that we went to. So we're looking to for some of our components. I actually wanted to, I, I think I want to make a longer trip um, mm. to Seoul. Mm. The food culture is, really big and it's mm. diverse and mm. it's super well organized. It's like really organized. Mm. I was so impressed wow. by wow. the infrastructure and how clean. I, I always go back to how clean mm. these um, cities are. Mm. Like there are a lot of people and they still are able to mm -hmm. keep it clean mm -hmm. and really well organized. The great thing about it is that the world is such a is a smaller place now, right? You know, it used to be that you'd think Singapore, South Korea is like these far-flung places, but they're more accessible and yeah. they're just, yeah, I love it. The thing that I said was as long as my youngest is five, so which means mm. you can read a book. Yeah. And you don't need me to, yes. you know, there's no diaper changing. Yeah. We're yeah. good. Yes. So you can get on a plane, you mm. can feed yourself. Mm. I'm not cutting up little things <laughs> for you. We're good. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. That's so a good I am, point. I am yeah. at the stage where my children actually joins to, you know, travel with because mm. they're independent. Mm. Uh, but before that, I want to say, you know, you might want to keep your travels local <laughs> in a car. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I remember those days. Totally remember. Yeah. No, that's great. That's great, Chinelo. So what's next for Bolden? What's next for you? You've had all this great success, obviously, which you'll tell us about in a little bit. Um, what do you want to do next? You know, I think we've only scratched the surface. Mm -hmm. There's so much 
international demand. Recently got into Target stores um, in the U.S. and we're constantly fielding calls and demand for Mm. uh, products in the UK, Mm. South Africa. We recently went to Nigeria and you know, we're constantly sold out. Like mm. the Nigeria, the Nigerian factor is like I, I don't even know how they're learning about the product. But mm. you know, it's it's a global village. Yes. So if you're on yes. Instagram or yes. your if your favorite influencer is exactly. talking about it, so you know, we would like to say wherever there are like black women, mm. um, we want to be there. Mm. So we're definitely looking at expanding. Mm. Um, mm. And becoming more more available and more accessible. You know, Africa is big for us. There's a lot of demand in East Africa, mm. Ghana, mm. Um, Nigeria, mm. the UK, mm. Wonderful. you know, Europe. Wonderful. So, yeah. so we're excited at you know we're excited for what the future holds, and you know we're gonna be you know making products that work for us. Yes, yes, and I'm so excited for you too. You know, and I look forward to tracking you and seeing your success and yeah just cheering from the sidelines you know but before you go I I just have uh, a couple more questions I wanted to ask before we get to how people can purchase the products because of course I'm sure people Mm -hmm. would want to know just lastly before you go what advice have you received to date that you think has had the greatest impact on your life just be authentic the more of yourself that you are the more consistent you're going to be and consistency is like the biggest I think consistency sets you apart from everyone else Mm. if you're not constantly trying to be something Mm. and you're authentic I Mm. think it permeates everything you do Mm. so if you are you know whoever you are Mm. just be your authentic you're going to find your tribe, hmm. the people that naturally gravitate to you. Hmm. And you're going to be able to keep it up because guess what? You're only being yourself. Yes. So once you try, once you stop trying to be something hmm. and just be who you are, it's in your DNA. Hmm. Hmm. So for my partner and I, I think that part of the reason why we are good together is we share so much in terms of values. Mm. So it's almost like if she's making a a decision without me, it's going to be well aligned. Mm. So we're not trying to be anything that Mm. we're not. We're not trying to be the next. We're trying to be Mm. the original version of who we are. You know, we're making products that solve a problem Mm. and it works for us. So we're not chasing, we're not chasing the next fad. Mm. Oh, you know, everybody's doing this type of product, so mm. you have to do it. Mm. That has never been us. Mm. There's mm. always been a reason we're doing something is because there isn't someone who's doing it yeah. the yeah. way that works for women yes. that look like us. Yes, I love that. So I think, mm. I, think, I think just being authentic, you know, helps you be consistent. And we know consistency is one of the, you know, if you're consistently you, mm. that's really going to help you be successful. Mm. Amazing. This has been wonderful. I love that response. I love it. I love it. But before you go, of course, how can people purchase your products and how can they follow you? Do you have a platform, a website? Talk to us about that. Yes. So we would like people to go to Target, go to your nearest Target store. We're in 200 select Target stores. Wow. If you go to our website, 
boldenusa.com. There's a link there that tells you where the closest Target store to you is. Mm. If there isn't one, you can purchase us on target.com. We're also mm. available on our website, two-day shipping. We're available on Amazon. And um, hopefully uh, to another retailer close to you. We're constantly looking to, to expand. Wonderful. And follow us on Instagram. It's yes. Bolden USA. Bolden USA. This has been amazing, Chinelo. Thank you so much for your time today. I personally have learned so much. I'm like, I was writing as you were talking. So thank you for sharing your insights. I appreciate it. It has been my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed listening to this discussion with Chinelo. Please visit the show notes to find out more details on where to purchase the Bolden product line. You can access the show notes on the website www.theebo.com and click on episodes. Please send me a note. I would love to hear from you on what is working and what I could be doing better. I would love to hear ideas on specific topics you would like to be covered on the show. You can reach me directly at ugochi at theebo.com. Also, follow us on Instagram at Ebo Initiative and on Facebook. Thanks as always for listening. Tune in to the next episode where I chat to a phenomenal young lady who made it on the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. See you next time. Bye-bye.